0: Welcome back to the Arts Across NC podcast. I'm Zoe Van Buren, Folklife Director with the North Carolina Arts Council. In our final episode before the North Carolina Heritage Awards ceremony, we speak with painter and muralist Cornelio Campos. Born in Chiron in the highlands of Michoacan, Mexico, Cornelio grew up surrounded by the traditions of his indigenous Poripecha heritage. After years of migrant labor in the United States, Cornelio settled in Durham and gained recognition as a visual storyteller for North Carolinians with immigration experiences of their own. You'll see this podcast twice in your feed, once with translated voiceovers in English and once with Spanish as spoken directly by Cornelio.
1: I was born in Chirán, Michoacán, Mexico. Cheran is a small town and is up in the mountains. Life
2: in Chiron, when I was young, when I was living there, was very simple, very peaceful, like any other medium-sized town in Mexico, very calm. Life in Chiron is full of fiestas, celebrations that take place throughout the year, and they are all connected in some way to that pre-Columbian mix of influences, but it also has a lot to do with the arrival of the Spaniards. All of these traditions in the Pura Pecha region are very colourful because the people wear their traditional clothing, which, along with the music, is very colourful. And most towns have different traditions that are very similar, and these take place throughout the year. Each village and its surrounding areas have different traditions, and when I was young, I used to go sometimes with my grandmother to these places. The other part of living in a rural area and in these villages is a bit difficult. Why is it difficult? Because sometimes we deal with modern things, non-traditional things, and there is always a conflict of identity when you're young. But I think through the years you gravitate more towards traditional things, and what really counts is culture within yourself, your roots. I became interested in painting at the age of eight, thanks to some drawing classes that were being taught in the municipal town center. Every weekend, the art teacher, Penfilo Rosas, came to teach us. I remember that he would come with his blackboard and his chalk, and the only thing he required was that we had our notebooks and our pencils in order to start the drawing classes. Eventually, I became his assistant, and I would accompany him to his workshop or school. I think he was originally studying fine arts in Morelia, and that was the beginning of my interest in art. I remember I used to really like comic books, and I also liked encyclopedias because of the illustrations, but once I began to see how a work of art was made, my interest became deeper. And with my teacher, Penfilo, I think that was the beginning of what I am now exhibiting here in the United States as a heritage, as something traditional. Because I remember that he liked to go to the indigenous communities and draw their houses, their kitchens, their clothes, and the different utensils that they used. So in a way, that's where I got my start with the things of a traditional nature. Although I lost or stopped doing it over time, but now that I've been painting more, it's like I'm mixing what is Mexican folklore with traditional pura pecha. As well as things that I now mix with my experience and the socio political narratives about the different paintings I've done.
1: Well I decided to come to United States because uh, I just had finished high school and I find out that I didn't have an option to go to school. So Cheran is a migrant town and The second option that you have is just uh, come to the United States. My great-grandparent came to the United States in the early 1800s. I'm sorry, late 1800s or early 1900s. And it's with this family that I came to stay in the United States. Well, I remember when I uh, was uh, packing to come to the United States, uh, my cousin came and visit and he saw that I was uh, getting all my bags including some of my paintings and as soon as he saw that you're going to travel with all that to the United States and I said yes and I said what's wrong he said well you're going to cross the border uh, you're not going to go to a regular trip and I mean little that I know you know I just felt like I was going to go to a long trip, uh, And literally, I did imagine crossing the border with my bags and with my paintings. And uh, when, I got, when I got to the border, it was a whole different story, you know. I have to leave all my bags behind and then I just have to, well, myself along with a coyote to to cross the
0: border. Do you use that experience to motivate you to keep telling those
1: stories?
2: I've discovered that art is very powerful and can enter into your subconscious, so sometimes you can tell a whole story through a painting that you can't verbally. Over the years, after 20 years of painting, art evolves on a personal level, and what inspires me to do certain subjects also changes over time. Over the last few years, I've been trying to define what I should do or what I can do, because just like art, thoughts change, ideas change, people change, whether due to change in age or ideology, but people change. During the past 20 years, my art has exhibited similar characteristics while also showing differences, but with the same foundation. A few months ago, a month ago rather, I had the experience of returning to the location where I first crossed the border, a different legal status, different economic circumstances, different shoes. For me, without planning it, It's as if I have completed the circle, coming to the United States, doing this kind of art, talking about migration, inspiring different students at different levels.
0: When you first started to learn how to become a muralist, suddenly you're going from being an artist on canvas, maybe in a more private, you know, you're making your work more privately, to making work in a very public way, where the community is part of the process. What was that like for you to see your work in that way or to learn how to work in that way as a public artist?
1: The experience with public art, I think, well, it gives you the opportunity to uh, interact with a community, interact with uh, different opinions uh, or inputs that people will provide for you as an artist. It's very different because when you paint in a canvas, you are in your private place when you come to a mural, and especially if it's a community mural. Uh, you have to learn how to deal with the different ideas, and different colors that they choose, but I, I like it a lot to to do collaborations with our community. And the reason is because I think it reminds me when I start to get into art because uh, the teacher in my town invite all the kids, all the kids from the community to participate to these classes. Is in me, is in my uh, heritage is in the way my people work is all through community work so for some reason it wasn't that difficult to, to work with a community and another reason I like it a lot is because you never know when you can give the opportunity to a kid or to a teenager who hasn't had the chance to Hey, in a mural or outside, and they have that uh, curiosity to do it, but they don't have where to. So it, it becomes a really good place for kids, teenagers, or adults to come and help with a with a mural. Because I think sometimes we have the artists in us, but we don't know how to or where to get it out and it's a good
0: place to to do it whether you're using folkloric themes themes from poor picture culture mm-hmm. or you're using themes of the social and political issues that they're both about telling the truth about identity and not being ashamed of uh-huh. of heritage and identity
2: some of the things that have inspired me to continue with art where i use different pre-columbian symbols which are from aztec cultures but I also specifically use symbols from the Purapeche culture, to which I belong. I always try to emphasize these symbols, because it's who we are, it's our identity, it's our heritage, it's where we come from, it's our roots. I remember when I was in the countryside for the first time, there were some people from my own town who were ashamed to say they were from Turan, but instead said they were from larger cities. I noticed that we had to always recognize where we come from, without being ashamed of it. Why is that? because it is that aspect of identity that we must maintain no matter what. Those are the roots that we must always maintain. I do this a lot because I know that some parents don't have a way to leave the country and come back, but I know that their children can go and come back. Something else that inspires me to do this is that at certain exhibitions, I remember hearing parents say, Remember what we were talking about that one day? Look at this in Mr. Campos' painting. He is showing it. And I remember one lady said to me, Oh, thank you for showing where we come from showing how we dress, and portraying different objects, because this way I can show my son that this is what I was explaining to him. And so you realize the importance of maintaining your heritage. One of the things you were asking me was, how important is it for you to receive this award? It is very important because it validates my art. It gives my art acceptance. In a way, they are making me feel at home. Michoacan is a state very similar to the state of North Carolina. We have mountains, we have beaches, we have a strong focus on cultural heritage, and I feel very proud to receive this award. Because apart from making me feel at home, it's like an official welcome, saying, ah, welcome, you are
1: home.
0: That was Cornelio Campos of Durham, North Carolina. The Heritage Awards are returning for the first time since before the pandemic. This year's recipients are White Oak basket maker Neil Thomas, musician and teacher Rhonda Gouge, Cherokee artisans Butch and Louise Goings, old-time fiddler Richard Bowman, and muralist and painter Cornelio Campos. We'll be hosting an awards ceremony on May 31st at the A.J. Fletcher Opera Theater in downtown Raleigh. Head over to pinecone.org or click the link in the episode description to get your tickets. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Arts Across NC. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.